this is the last piece of the uh, analysis that Catherine Austin Fitz provided with the, for the missing trillions in this interview. Thank you for all that have signed up for the email list. Thank you for all the donations that have been made as well. As we told you, this is an independent, free press, patriot, pro-American podcast speaking truth against the lies. We do this on our free time. We're not doing it as far as anything other than public service and public education. So the more and more support that we get by you sharing this information with your family, your friends, your loved ones, your network, the more that we're going to know what's really going on. Pay attention. Spread the information. People, nobody's perfect. They're going to disappoint you, but be with people that you know, as there is so much that we have in common and so little differences. Don't get twisted on the simple stuff and don't take things personal because some people just don't know any better and are not doing it because of you. But with this discernment of God, you can understand the difference. Thanks for all those who do listen to this message. Till next time. So, uh, so this is real money, and and if we apply it as a real money strategically to the things that government is supposed to be doing, but they're not doing because that money disappeared someplace else, then we're talking about having a real conversation, and that's why. You know, it was really irritating when people started to talk about reparations. I said, what about reparations for everybody? <laughs> you know, let's do some real accounting. The money is there. Let's do it some. It is there. Yeah, exactly. All right. I, I very much appreciate that. But I actually wanted to leave today's conversation on, on a different note, because, of course, all of this takes place within the context of society generally and what's happening right. in, with the general mindset. And I wanted to point right. at something from your uh, 2018 wrap up where you wrote about 2019, get ready, get ready, get ready. And you said, as right. we debate our sovereign rights and freedoms, we are experiencing an unprecedented effort to assert central control, often by covert means, and to brainwash and mind control the general population into financing and supporting the forces acting against us. As we finance this invasion, secrecy, corruption, and organized crime continue to grow. At the same time, our culture continues to be debased. So you laid out four scenarios for 2019 based on two variables, right. humanity and transparency. Explain to people a little bit about that and what you think. Uh... Right. So I think the most important issue before every one of us is, are we going to be part of a society which is human or are we going in a, in a society that's lawful or are we going to be part of a society where inhumane practices prevail? And if you look at what some people call transgender, uh, transhumanism, what I we've now started it's hilarious to call subhumanism, you know, I think I think we're talking about uh, central control applying technologies in ways which are indeed slavery. I, I think they are subhuman and unacceptable. And as a society, what's important is not money. What is important is are we going to be a human society? Are we going to be individual? beings who are sovereign under divine authority or are we basically going to be natural resources like oil deposits i think that's the biggest question before us and i think the most important every one of us uh has to do in our daily life is say no i refuse i refuse to participate in that and i stand for a human society
So tell us about your scenarios that you're working on for 2020. So 2020, last year, the the big issue was transparency or not, because so, so, so you make four quadrants. You have two variables. One is human versus inhuman. One is transparent versus dark. And one of the things I talked a lot about last year, I'll talk a lot about this year, is about how everything's going dark. Right now, I'm about to publish the state of our currencies. And uh, one of the things I'm going to look at is the trajectory of the dollar. And so this year, this time, it's going to be human versus inhuman. Again, I think that's the most important issue. But then the question is, will the dollar hold for 2020 or will it go into a steep decline? Will it significantly lose market share in a way that's going to have a major impact throughout the developed world, not just America? You know, the dollar bubble has floated the entire developed world, and you're going to see a very significant shift. So I want to look at the, after I finish publishing the state of the currencies, I'll look at the the sort of the variable of dollar holds for 2020, dollar significantly declines, and then human versus inhuman. And of course, that gives you four scenarios. And that'll be part of the annual wrap-up. The annual wrap-up, uh, James, is a is a wrap-up of the deep state tactics. I published something that you'll find at Missing Money called Personal History. It's my 30 years of, of trying to stop the money from going missing. and um, And I needed to do it because people kept believing the same excuse every year for 30 years. And I needed a way to say, look, I've been listening to this excuse for 30 years. And so it, it doesn't hold weight the way it does. So it was to try and give people a sense of the history. And then the last chapter was going to be on all the tactics they use to target and stop people who try and bring transparency to the secret money, the secret operations and the secret armies. And it got very long. And to my shock and amazement, people were very interested in the day-to-day tactical issues of how control is engineered. So it's been quite a one of our most popular things at the Solaria Report this year. We have more to do. We're going to wrap it all up and in the annual wrap-up do sort of a mega on the deep state tactics like we did on the missing money. Um, and then, of course, we'll have the scenario plans, the scenario designs. I used to do those when I was doing investment advisory for families and I find them absolutely critical for business planning, investment planning, and sort of personal planning of your time for the year because it's very important you're successful no matter which way the scenarios go. And it's very, very important given the change that we're accelerating into. You know, nobody can predict the future. The future is uncertain. And I believe it's our job to build the future, not to try and predict it and survive it. So um, scenarios make you flexible and help you learn how to – you know, because I want to make sure that our subscribers succeed no matter what scenario comes true. Exactly right. A good part of planning is to know the different directions that things could be trending and be prepared for those right. eventualities and how much you right. weight each of those scenarios. So how much should I be thinking about this? Well, I've seen so many people be terribly, terribly hurt by getting invested in a particular scenario. And big mistake, the future uh, is uncertain. And I think, you know, Every year we have a section called unanswered questions because I'm a great believer. Even if you can't answer the question, you got to keep asking it. And our biggest unanswered question is who's really running this? The governance planet on this, the governance system on this planet is secret and invisible. It's all part of secret money for secret, you know, secret money for secret operations for secret armies makes it possible for a small group of people to run a secret governance system. Now, if we're going to re-engineer the financial system, the financial system is just a subset of the governance system. 
And so if you want to if you want to know how to reengineer the financial system, you have to be able to answer the question, how does the governance system on planet Earth run? I can't believe I've lived on this planet this long and tried as hard as I have to understand it. And I still I still couldn't get up in a court of law and document how it's done. And when you think about it, think of how strange it is that we live on a planet with 7 billion people and the fundamental economic and governance model is secret. That's nuts. Perhaps that says something about human nature and the way humans come together (laughs) in society. Isn't it interesting how much people are willing to give up just for convenience? Oh, secret, government, whatever. As as, As long as I get my burger and football, I'm okay. Well, but I I think that's the mind control kicking in. You know, what I find is that in every business, in every neighborhood, in every place, you have 10% of the people who I call the high energy. You know, they always give, they're entrepreneurs. They always give more energy than they get. If you come to where I live, you know, my mayor, a lot of the people on the city council, they're those net, I call them net energy plus people. They want to know. They do want to know, but they also don't want to get their family killed. They care. So they're trying to be effective. They're trying to not waste their time. I mean, I spent 11 years litigating with the federal government. And I got to tell you, 36, I worked for free 36,000 hours. I was required by law and regulation in the courts to do 36,000 hours of free work to prove that I was right. Yeah, and they know I was right. So not everybody can afford to do that. Not everybody wants to do that. And I'm very sympathetic. You know, I... I got mad. <laughs> yeah. So I, right. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. But also, if you're not right. doing something about it, then what is it worth getting mad about? So I think that there's the two halves that we have to connect there: the understanding with the action. And uh, that's well. The only reason the only reason I did it it was that line between the human and the inhuman. What they were doing, and I explain it all in my my online book, Dylan Reed in the Aristocracy of Stock Profits. What they were doing is they were dropping. You know, they were they were bringing drugs into into poor communities. Then they were dropping SWAT teams and rounding up kids who were either entrapped or innocent. And they were stuffing them into private prisons and making money on the gentrification in the stocks. You know, those are slave labor camps. That's what, you know, we were we were brought up to believe the Germans were doing, which was so very wrong. And I just said, if as a society, we take innocent young people, stuff them into slave labor camps where they make, you know, uniforms for the military. If we do that, we cross a line. And if it can be done to them, eventually it's going to be done to everybody. And I was right. You know, if you look at where this is going, it's being done increasingly to more and more people. And I find that throughout my work, that's one of the connecting threads throughout everything that I do is it continually boils down to that question. What, what is our humanity and is it being taken away from us and can we stop right that's that's really what this is all about i did a a very great interview with a saker which will take public this week we interview him quarterly and i said to saker what do you think is the most important issue in the campaign and he said the most important issue in the 2020 campaign is will america be a country of the rule of law because We've held the reserve currency, James, because people believed in the fundamentals of the U.S. rule of law. And now what's happening is that whether it's through the sanctions being used with the dollar or sort of the politics being played with the dollar, the weaponization of the dollar, FASB 56, all the things we're talking about, 
Unfortunately, the message the globe is getting is the U.S. is not a country where the rule of law prevails, and we better get our money and run. We need another plan. Yeah, but uh, my research indicates that the pulling of the plug on the dollar is part of the long-term plan. Right. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're already starting to create the infrastructure for what comes next. And what comes next is just a further centralization in further right. removed hands. Right. Well, imagine the, you know, the centralized digital currencies you can build with $50 trillion. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And that's why we've got Mark Carney talking about, well, maybe the next reserve currency will be something like Libra. Yeah. I, I see so so clearly where this is trending, and it's not it's not good unless we get in front of that. And one of the right. things that we can do, at least to start, is something like uh, my twenty one twenty twenty, and I'll put the link again in the show notes so people can at least okay. familiarize good. themselves with that. I'm looking forward to the annual wrap up, but that's because I know about the the, the work that you do and why it's <laughs> important. But for people who don't, let's give the elevator pitch of the Solari report and why people should be checking it out. Okay, so so we do a weekly interview and I do a weekly commentary, Money and Markets. And then quarterly, I believe, James, that people are unbelievably busy. And what they need is an, uh, a distillation of all the news quarterly and then annually. But then each wrap-up, both the quarterly and annually, we go deep on one theme. Because I think if a very busy person understands the big trends – um, and and takes the time to go deep once a quarter on the big trends over time, you know whether it's the state of our pension funds, mega cities, the rise of the Asian consumers. The one I'm working on now is the state of our currencies. The next one will be take action, then the deep state tactics. If you understand these deep trends, you don't need to spend a lot of time watching the news. So the idea of the quarterly wrap ups and the annual wrap up, if you only read those or listen to them, they come in audio and. Um, a little bit of video and written form. If you only digest those, you will know, you'll be smarter than anybody in the room about what's really going on. Yeah, that's also a point I keep coming back to is that the news cycle, the 24-7 news cycle is meant to distract you from what's really important right. a lot of the time. So, right. Yeah, right. exactly Most of right. All right. Well, I hope people will check it out. All the links will be in the show notes. And I obviously, this is an ongoing conversation. We'll have to have you back on in the future to continue this at some point. But we'll leave it there for today. Catherine Austin Fitz, Solari.com. Thank you so much for your time. James, thank you. It's always a pleasure.